Hey everybody, what's up? I'm super excited. I have another amazing guest coming on. We're out here empowering, inspiring women to go after their what's next, no matter what, right? And so real quick before I go, you guys know how I'm doing. If you're new, let me help you out. We have three assignments. So the first one is, it's Win Wednesday. Tell us what your win is. You'll get to hear ours in just a few minutes. Number two, go get your favorite evening beverages, get your snacks. You guys know what happens every time at this time. I already drank my favorite beverage and I've already eaten my favorite snacks. So here's where we lie. But tell me, what are you drinking right now? And then thirdly, go get your girlfriend and girlfriends. Go get your family, family members. Go get everybody as well as go get your paper and your pen because nuggets are going to be dropped. Let me not go any further, but let me tell you who I am. My name is Pam. I welcome you all to Envision Me Talk Show, the talk show that we are here to help you with your what's next. And may you be in corporate or may you were in corporate, but now you're not and you're looking for your what's next or you're looking for support. Look no further. You have a tribe here. So let me bring in my guest. I can't wait, you guys. Hello, Miss Stephanie. How you doing, Chef? Hello, Miss Pam. How are you? Good. Look, we finally get to meet. Yay. In a little while. I know it has. It has, hasn't it? Absolutely. So how are you doing? I'm doing amazing. I've had a really fantastic day. I nearly finished my third cookbook, so I'm very excited about that. It's been a two-year process, like nearly hit send on Amazon. So very happy about that because it's been quite a process. That's, you know, speaking of wins, that's my win. Oh my goodness, that's a huge win. (laughs) But before before we go any further, tell everybody, look, I know who you are, but they don't. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Well, I grew up in San Francisco and I'm a chef and I've got dyspraxia as well as bipolar disorder. And so my whole song and dance these days is really just to empower people with disabilities in terms of their lives in the kitchen and how they can be part of the kitchen world even with their disabilities. I love it. And I think that's so important for everybody to learn how to net. Look, I have my issues of navigating through the kitchen. I tell my family, we're going to work it out. And so my commitment (laughs) to my household is to start not letting the kitchen intimidate me. So I'm glad you're on here for all of us to know that, you know, the kitchen can be friendly and things like that. But first and foremost, Stephanie, how did you even get into being a chef out of all the, you know, you have a lot of specialties right? But how did you land to be a chef? Well, it's a relatively long, kind of a soft story, if you will. So bear with me on this one. It, it, it has a happy ending. So, you know, okay. bear with me. <laughs> so essentially, so my mom has bipolar disorder. And so when I was a kid and a teenager, she couldn't really cook for us because she wasn't well. She was manic and depressed and all the ups and downs of mental illness that are phenomenal to deal with when you're a kid, honestly. So yeah, so as a result, I would take over cooking for my family and my father would clean up. And that was kind of our way of getting to be friends again after a rather tumultuous childhood, I would say. So that was sort of the introduction to me and food. And then later on, I went to college, I went to San Francisco State, and this was during the budget cuts in California State University systems. So it was a bad experience. I had like very little support from the faculty and it was just not a cool way of life. I wasn't ready for that, you know? So I went to cooking school the semester after that. And then I ended up dropping out of that too. Amazing. To then cook at a homeless shelter in San Francisco it was my first job. 
in the kitchen. And then later on, I went on to cook in a few different restaurants in San Francisco area. Like I worked in fine dining, I went to neighborhood spots. I did a whole range of different cooking experiences. And then later on, I moved to London after my Euro trip after, oh, Sorry, I missed a crucial step here. Okay. Bear with me. We're going to backtrack a second. And then I went back to university a few years later to study communicative disorders because I wanted to become a speech therapist to tell people like me who got disabilities and difficulties speaking, especially. It's a big one for me. So that was that. And then after I graduated, I moved to London and then I was teaching cooking to people with disabilities. And that was sort of the end of the time in the kitchen full time, if you will. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is an amazing journey and kudos to you for getting there. As you may know, we have listeners and followers around the world. They're like, oh my goodness. Okay, she sparked an energy. She sparked something in me on how to face my fear of the kitchen. What would you tell them? I would honestly say the kitchen is a happy place. The kitchen is where snacks and cookies and happy things live. Sort of starting with that particular mindset, with the idea that happy things come with the kitchen. So this idea that when you get into the kitchen, you might see there's fire and knives, there's techniques, there's very fat cookbooks written very small with no illustrations, etc. But if you push through and make friends with those challenges, you learn to embrace, like you learn to embrace the joy that comes with learning how to use a knife properly. When you can master the heat source, when you know exactly how to perfectly braise that piece of meat so it's falling off the bone. That's a beautiful thing. Okay, Stephanie, if you say so. I'm, girl, <laughs> I'm, I'm writing down my notes, I promise you. I didn't <laughs> embrace the joy of the knife and creating a relationship with the food. But let me tell you something. I'm still having that fear, right? Let's start with the kitchen of it all, you know? And it is a big jungle for those of us all of us, especially those that has the disabilities and trying to overcome those disabilities, what would you say? Or how would you even encourage me to overcome that? Okay, let me tell you how it works in my house and maybe this will help. When you walk through my front door on the left, right away is my kitchen. This is my first result and I keep it going. (laughs) (laughs) How do we overcome that? That's tough. That is truly a tough thing. And let me tell you, it's not that I've never cooked. I used to cook, but I just don't. What would you say? It really comes back to this idea of finding what brings you joy in the kitchen. Because something must bring you joy in that room. Even if it's you like what the tile looks like on the floor, that's fine. Just coming up with sort of a segue into like being able to tolerate being in the kitchen, first of all. Like, when I was working with people with disabilities in London, teaching them how to cook, I would have a very like precise way that the kitchen would be laid out. I'd have, like, things, like, organized really neatly so they would be easy to access. Everything would be very visual. The lights, which, we, which are difficult with people with autism at times, would be very dimmer than the average, if you will. But the simple fact that for many people, like, bright lights can be very distracting and very distressing even for certain individuals, mm-hmm. right? So that would definitely be a crucial aspect of it. Just creating a friendly space, like maybe putting up like a really nice painting that you love on the wall. Maybe having like your favorite snack on the counter at all times. Like if you want to have like, you know, a nice bowl of fruit, if you're into fruit, if you want to have some cookies, I like cookies first. I'm not a Bashi fan, but I love cookies. <laughs> and, and having some available just to sort of get you started, getting you motivated. 
I like that. You have given me so many ways that I can face my obstacle. I won't use fear for this one, but face the obstacle of going into the kitchen. As you are an amazing chef, those of you who don't know, Stephanie has been gracing Vision Made Magazine with some amazing recipes. So what leads you or what is your creativity on the recipes that you have been providing? Well, I like to think the people from Vision Made Magazine want to have something that they can relate to, but it's also sufficiently interesting and sort of exotic that they can be curious about. In that respect, as I recall, I did a ceviche recipe with like a very user-friendly fish. I think I did it with cod. Yeah, I did the cod ceviche. Yeah. And that's a recipe that's very simple to do. It's literally cut some stuff up, squeeze a few limes, and then we're done. It's fantastic. Yeah. It is simple. It is delightful because you can buy ceviche at a restaurant and it'll be delicious, but it's going to cost you up to $20 for like a little portion, like yay big, right? Right. But if you want to feed your family with ceviche, it's going to cost you $15 to feed all for you. Right. And that's the whole principle of cooking for yourself. In these times where like food is expensive as all hell, honestly, you're better off learning how to cook really well, making a restaurant quality food for yourself and your family. And you save so much money as a result. It's great. So what is your favorite meal that you like to cook? My favorite meal is actually a massively embarrassing thing. You're going to laugh at me. Okay. My comfort food of choice is tomato soup and a grilled cheese sandwich on sourdough. No, it's that's the simplest not. thing in the world. It's so stupid. It's stupid. It's simple. No, like, no, honestly, it like, if somebody that cooks like me, it's so simple. <laughs> but it's so comforting. And that's on a rainy day. You have that, maybe some mushrooms in your sandwich and some brie, because I'm so fancy. I'm French, you know, so I got to be fancy with my cheeses. Uh, it's super important just to find comfort in your food. That dish brings you so much comfort. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Stephanie, we have connected on another level because I <laughs> love tomato soup. Nice. And grilled okay. cheese. I love, I love that, that. That is my comfort food. As soon as it started getting cold here and here in Columbus, I was like, okay, now I can justify why I'm eating my soup and the cheese and my cheese sandwich. I'll cut it up in little squares and put it in the soup. But that is my favorite. I ultimately love that. So real quick, Stephanie, before we go to break, how can people find you? You can find me on Instagram. So my handle is Picky Tongue Cooking. And I have a new website, actually, which is super exciting. It's pickyjunkcooking.com. And so real quick, I really like the name. And actually, my mom, had, I just got off the phone with her. We were talking about, funny enough, Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> so she wanted to know, how did you even come up with She loved the name. She loved your name of your business. How did you even come up with it? That's a funny story. This The name came up long before what the project is today. Like the name was with the, I, I find I'm brushing off ideas so I can start a food blog. This is in 2013, I think it was. And so he knows that like with food, like nothing passes by. Like I will catch every single great and terrible thing in a dish. Like he knows that. And so picky is a sort of way of saying it's, it's better than saying persnickety or overly <laughs> particular. Not like picky's cute, right? Yeah. I think it's cute. And your picky tongue, like your mouth, like your palate. I'm big into palates, so I have a very sensitive palate, like most people, you know, cooks do, I suppose. But yeah, and then cooking, because, you know, to keep it precise. So yeah, so I started off with my very first food blog when I was 23 or so. I did it for a few months, and then I was like, ah. But during that time, I was picky time cooking, and I stuck with it, because it made so much sense. Like, I connected to it on a fundamental level. So it worked out really well. 
Oh my goodness. I can't wait to tell her. I love it. <laughs> She'll love it. She is one of your fans because she has tried. You also have put in the magazine, the beats and she really tried. She really loved it. And she still talks about it. Tells her girlfriends. Matter of fact, they're getting ready to head out a little bit, talk about the beats. And so she takes every time she goes with them, she takes the, the magazine with the beat recipe and they go copy it. So it's really cute, but I'm going to tell her how you came up with it and things like that. Real quick, before we go to break and let you get a little breather till we come back and do some fun, do you ever go out to eat? Because me personally, it would seem to me it would be a little bit hard to go out to eat when you're a chef and you can critiquing other people's food. And so it's hard <laughs> to go out to eat and not try to be judgmental on how others cook. That's a great question. That's a fantastic question. First of all, congratulations on the brilliantness of how you phrased that so nicely, because I love that. So I love restaurants. I love going to restaurants. I love eating at restaurants. I love talking to chefs and owners and servers and fantastic. But I will not be happy at a bad restaurant. If something is less than good, I'm going to be really mad for the entire day. Oh. And I will critique. I won't do the restaurant. It's rude, you know, but like afterwards, I'll be like with my friends, like, dude, that, that was terrible. Like, what did they do? This was awful. And then this and this and this. And I'll be mad all day long. Honestly, <laughs> so I'm a bad person to have dining with. But, but if it's good, I will rave about it for the next three weeks and write about it in the blog, honestly. Oh, my goodness. That is cool. You So you're still blogging? I do it on Medium just kind of casually just because I don't really have time to do like a full-time blog. So I just kind of put up articles at my leisure and that works well for my lifestyle. That's all. I'm more focusing on my cookbooks right now. And so I kind of want to make that my priority in terms of all the, like, all the writing. Yes. But I still like to write a couple of blogs here and there. Like I did a review of a local restaurant recently. It's called Balacan in Buyomogal. It's on Medium. So check that out if you like. Yeah. It's a very funny, it's a, it's a page long. We'll live, you know, you can read a page and uh, oddly enough. But yeah, no, it's definitely a part of my life as well to do food writing. But I enjoy it, definitely. Wow. I definitely will drop it in the feed on how they can read your blog and catch up with you and see what you're doing, as well as promoting you to go follow you on Instagram. What I'm going to do right now, I'm going to put you in the green room. We're already halfway through the show. This is so much fun. This is, I so appreciate you. And this has been fun. And look, now I have my paper, my family be coming back. Okay. So what are we going to do? So this will be fun on this fact, but hold back. I'm going to put you in the green room. I'll be back in just a few moments. So everybody, as you had seen, what, you, did you get your notes? Oh my goodness. If you don't believe me, I have notes. See, look, this is my second page. This is my other page of notes. She has been dropping nuggets. I told you. So are you like me that you're facing the fear of going into the kitchen or is it that you don't find the inspiration to go in the kitchen? Look, that's me. If so, Stephanie is a woman that you can connect with that she should just said. You can follow her on Instagram at Picky Tongue Cooking on Instagram. But real quick, everyone, before we bring her back in, and if you have any questions as we're going through, guess what? I got something for you. Check this out. Welcome to Vision Made Book Club. <music> So did you catch it? I know it was quick, but look, we're having a book club and what perfect time. Look, we can have, like Stephanie said, our favorite food, comfort food, which is 
tomato soup with grilled cheese, join us at the book club. It will be on Tuesday. We started by the time you get there, you'll be able to catch us on the second Tuesday of every month. So if you're interested in, there was a QR code, but I definitely will drop the link on how you can connect with us. And so without further ado, let me bring Miss Stephanie back in. And guess what? We're getting ready to do some fun things with Miss Stephanie and look, get to pick with her picky tongue cooking. So Stephanie, one part of the show that we always do is called Book on the Shelf. And we always do that. We always talk about a book that you would like to recommend or that you are reading to our viewers. The reason why we do this is, and my phone is always blowing up at this point of the show, is I believe in order for us to get to our what's next or even to think about it, we have to read. And I think what a perfect way to do that is reading. Now, I'm going to be honest. I don't read, read. I listen to the books. So with that being said, Stephanie, do you have a book that you would like to recommend? Sure. What comes to mind is uh, Anthony Bourdain's Kitchen Confidential. Now, mm -hmm. Anthony Bourdain, and this is a famous, really famous book, and it's been made even more famous because he did a, there's recently a documentary about him, so fantastic. It's the, essentially telling his story as a chef and sort of his like, analysis of what life in the kitchen is like. And it is so accurate, and it is so funny, and so well done. I mean, it's a classic for a reason. Go read the book. It's it's really very admirably done. And so again, can you give that name of that book? Kitchen Confidential. Okay, I'm gonna drop that in. I'm gonna have to check that out. I love a good book. It's um, hilarious. You'll love it. It is it really okay. I'm That's going right. to definitely do that. I'm definitely do that. Um, the book that I am currently reading is I'm working on building vision made to another level. So I'm reading one of my mentor book, which is Uncloned, listening to, should I say? And then the other book that I'm listening to is Outwitting the Devil. And the devil is is fear. And I think it's so important. And I've been reading that every quarter to hone in what fear is holding me back to going after my what's next. And that book helps me face the fear and knowing that fear is just because of the unknown and how to get past it. So that's the two books I'm reading. I'm reading the third one, but I haven't started it yet. I have over 80 books, audible books in my library. So I just purchased another one and I haven't started it yet. So I won't even overwhelm everybody with that. As reading is so powerful, so is self-care. So what do you do for self-care for yourself? I do a few different things, but my favorite and more relevant thing as I do is I make bread. Like I was making bread, like I learned to make bread during Corona because of course, because everybody's making bread in Corona. So I kind of jumped on, jumped on that trend, if you will. Yeah. And so I had my little sourdough starter and now I don't have time for that. It takes way too long, but like now I just do like a, like a normal yeasted red commercial yeast and it works just fine. They have really nice, really nice loaves. Like today I made um, like a very nice, it's a tart flatbread. And I brought back some zatar from the Middle East when I was there in September. And so I have this like massive, like one pound sack of zatar spice, which is this really amazing blend from the Levant region. And it's like essentially like it's thyme and sesame and sumac and Oh my what else? A few other bits. What am I thinking? Oregano as well. A bit of something else. I forgot. Honestly, I'm terrible. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So it's a really wonderful spice one that I recommend very highly to have in your kitchen. It's, it's easy to find in the States. I know it is. Like I have seen it before at Whole Foods okay. and such. So check that out. It's wonderful. Oh my goodness. Listen, good thing we don't live close because I would be at your house every day. Um, <laughs> 
I'm like, I would bring the ingredients. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be where, hey, Stephanie, I would bring the ingredients and I would be indulged to understand on all this because this has really fascinated me on the cooking piece of it. And I love that cooking is part of your self-care. I have to say my self-care routine is I love to walk, especially on a crisp, bright, sunny day. It's perfect time to go out. Yes, I don't like to be cold, but I'll bundle up and just walk. Nothing, no headphones, just by myself with peace. And I, one other self-care that I love to do is I love to go, there's an outside mall here in Columbus and it's Easton and it's outside mall. Put my shoes on. Okay. I don't take my wallet because then I'll be broke, but, <laughs> but I'd love to go. And I just love to do some sightseeing as well as some doing some window shopping and just looking and admiring, but that's my self care. So Stephanie, as we talked about the book on the shelf, when we talked about the self care, there are many women out here just like yourself that are starting their business. And so I thought it was important for we to even to give them a little tip a five-minute tip on there's women out here looking to start their business. What would be your piece of advice that they could implement today, right now? Start now. Start immediately. <laughs> Don't let the fear blind you because fear, as you were saying, is a very powerful thing. Like everybody is scared of something. I don't like heights. I, I hate how I speak, honestly, because I do have the dyspraxia, which is this a uh, disorder that affects many different parts of the human brain, right? So for me, it affects the way that I speak. It's why I speak fast. I'm sorry, it's how I sound. My bad. And I get lost really easily. I have like social anxiety issues occasionally, etc. And so that's my fear is letting my disability get to me and letting it frighten me or hold me back and such. And it's been a source of empowerment actually these days is really just been that I'm looking to find the strengths behind the dyspraxia. Okay. So on the note of the basic idea is find your strength and, and don't and never lose sight of your strength. Oh, I love that. I love the finding your strength. That is so, so important. One piece of it. So now look, my phone is being, because I did tell people that we were having... <laughs> having our show today and one did ask want me to ask you if i don't even know where to start at and you just said to start now what do i do i mean you know did you know that cooking was your amazing purpose and passion and if not what did you even do to even get to that well i've pretty much always cooked uh, be it personally or professionally and that was what comes the most naturally to me like i guess i, do, I also do yoga hiking and art but cooking is my soul like i cook so much i love to eat i love food i love writing about food food is my life so I, that, that was very easy for me to decide my vision so it's going to be about food because that's just what comes naturally and i wouldn't know what to do otherwise like, if i couldn't cook i would be lost Honestly, like it's very true. It's sad, but it's true. Like it's a big part of my life for sure. I can totally relate to you because I have to say the talk show and the magazine, oh my goodness, I couldn't imagine not doing it. I literally been taught, you know, I do it so much. I can't imagine what I wouldn't do. And I love it. That's the other piece. I would like to say women, whatever you do to start, love what you do because you're going to hit that hiccup. We all do. We've all hit that wall of unsurety or fear or whatever. So whatever you do, find something that you love to do. I have a friend that loves to, she's rubbing off on me. Let me say this. 
because I know she's going to laugh, but she's very organized. And so every day she has me thinking about, okay, what am I going to organize today? Now, hopefully your cooking will rub up on me a little bit and I will love to find the love of cooking. And I sure I will now that I have you encouraging, I drop my notes here. So my point is when you start something, do it something that you love to do. And guess what? You're probably doing it now. You just don't realize that you can make that your what's next. So that's my tip for you is to do what you love and you're doing it now. And so if you're seeking, like, I don't know what I'm doing, but you're doing it now. So trust me, if you need help on finding out what you love to do, you can hit me in the chat and we'll go from there. Miss Stephanie, time is almost dwindling down. It went by so fast. So right. it really has. So first of all, I have two more questions for you. So my first one is, what's your what's next? Okay, well, fair enough. Well, at the very beginning of our show, I mentioned in passing that I was working on my third cookbook. My first cookbook was more like an autobiographical cookbook. So I did like recipes and past and present. And then the second book I made is for people with developmental disorders. That's called Picky Tongue Idiot Proof. That's the thing I'm the most proud of that I've done in a very long time, actually. And it's uh, that's a great book. Check it out on Amazon. And then the third book is a very different game. This is a book called Picky Tongue Lockdown that I began during Corona and kind of left and came back to and left and decided, oh, hell with it. And then, then I, got, I came back to it. I finally finished it. And that's my what's next right now. I was working in the promotion and sales of that book. And then I'm doing a few different podcasts, appearances, and so on and so forth. I'm doing a, like a book signing thing happening in a local restaurant next week. Like, something like that. I'm doing like, I'm trying, I'm trying to make it happen. You know, I'm doing my best. That is awesome. Congratulations. Well, I definitely will put where they can find your book, which is on Amazon. And I will put that in there so people can grab their book. As we are coming to the end of our show, sadly, I'm sad about that. What would you like to leave our listeners with uh, to close our show out? I would just say just to reiterate, like, if you're scared, find your strength. That's a crucial aspect of being a happy and successful human being. I love it. Look, I'm writing it down. Sorry. I'm all Do about it. writing it down on my notes so I can put it on my put it on my walls and remind me. Find my strength is so important. Well, Stephanie, I want to thank you so much. I'm gonna put you in the green room. Don't hang out with me. I'll be right back with you. And thanks again. This was fun. It was great. My pleasure. <laughs> so everybody, did you catch today's show? Again, so amazing, especially those of us who has faced the fear of kitchen. But I won't hold you anymore. But before I go, I want you to understand you have one, one life to live. Live it to your fullest, not to anybody else. And go out here and find your what's next. Though it may be hard, as we all know, we've all faced fear. But know that you can find your what's next. It's face, it's right there in front of you. You're probably doing it as we speak. If you're needing help on finding or finding your what's next or your passion and purpose, as however you want to call it, you go ahead and just drop me a message at 614-653-7377 and say help. And I definitely will be with you. I might ask for you is if you would go out onto any of the large platforms where you can find Envision Me Talk Show, drop us a note. Give us a comment. Give us a feedback. We would love to do this. Note that this show is just not for me. It's for all of us to be empowered by our what's next. So I want to thank everybody. And until next time, you guys, go out here, find your vision, and let it be made. Till next time, everybody. Bye.